You're listening to the Phil Klein Dental Podcast from VivaLearning.com. Dentures are something we've been making for a very long time. Some of us are still doing it the old-fashioned way, and there's certainly nothing wrong with that. But digital dentistry has had a stunning impact on the fabrication of dentures. Today, we'll be talking about 3D printed dentures and dentures that are milled directly from a CAD-CAM milling machine. Our guests are Dr. Austin Vetter, a practicing dentist in Fargo, North Dakota, and Johnny Jackson, a laboratory specialist and an ExoCAD designer and trainer from Evolve Dentistry. Dr. Vetter, Johnny, thanks for joining the show. Thanks, Phil. Great to be here. Yeah, thank you for having us. We're really excited to be here. It's really great to have you both here, one from the side of clinical dentistry and one from the laboratory side and the design side. So to begin, let me ask you this, Dr. Vetter. Summarize for our audience, if you will, what the Ivotion monolithic denture system is and why it's a game changer in the area of denture fabrication. Yeah, so I'll, I'll start with um, Ivotion. I'm going to kind of come to go to 3D printing and I'll come back to Ivotion. Ivotion essentially is this puck. It's this solid piece of material. It's white on one side and it's pink on the other side. And you essentially tell a dental mill to cut a denture out of it. A denture mill sits there and cuts it for a few hours and then out pops this this denture that's ready to go, that's ready to be put into a patient's mouth after maybe just a tiny bit of polish. Now, I wanna go back to um, 3D printing. So that's like all the rage now and all, you know, many clinicians are getting into it. Um, companies such as Sprint Ring are doing a really good job in um, leading the way into um, 3D printed dentures. And, and they're great, we do a lot of them. We do a lot of immediate 3D printed dentures. We have done a few um, permanent 3D printed dentures and they work. However, we've been starting to see our recall cases come back and there's there's certain things with these 3D printed materials that I guess I just didn't expect necessarily that I would have um, compared to our traditional dental um, denture materials, our, our traditional acrylics. And so here I was sitting in you know, I wanted to do this newer technology, these new digital workflows with uh, dentures, um, but the materials are just not behaving the way I kind of anticipated them to uh, behave. And so along comes Ivotion. It's been around for a little bit, but um, but here I get introduced to Ivotion, and we and we we have used that product now in my uh, in my clinic. We actually make it in our office, and it gives us all the benefits, all the all the traditional benefits of a, an acrylic denture, a PMMA denture. Um, but with all the benefits of digital. And so now I'm finding my workflow to include um, 3D printing, like a temporary interim denture. And then um, after the patient is healed, we're finalizing that patient with an Ivotion milled denture. So that's kind of a a quick uh, um, workflow that we do. Yeah, and and still staying with you, Dr. Vetter. So you talked about milling this denture. How much armamentarium does a dentist need to use it? Yeah, to, to mill them in office. Yes. Um, a, a decent amount, actually, uh, quite a bit. And it's probably not for the faint of heart. Now, I do think, I mean, I feel like it's, I, I like technology. I feel like it's simple enough. Um, I think that you could use different companies, such as the company that Johnny's at, Evolve, to help get you started. They can, they can teach you. They can train you. They can sell you the equipment. So I think if someone had a passion for it, I would say go for it. But at the same time, there's ways that you can just outsource these types of materials to, uh, let's say, a dental lab. So you don't have to have these mills in your office. But for me personally, I wanted a mill. I wanted to do same-day crowns. I wanted to do all these um, different different milling um, of materials, of dental materials. 
And so um, with uh, with VHF or an Ivotion, or I'm uh, sorry, VHF or an Ivoclair mill, you're able to use the Ivotion product, and it's been just a, just a game changer in my office. So when you talk about 3D printing versus milling, talk about the post-fabrication work that needs to be done on both. When you 3D print a denture, there's actually a lot of processing to make that denture either look good or feel good to the patient's mouth. Where an Ivotion denture comes out of the mill, it's basically ready to go. You just have to give it a couple little buffs in a, in a, in a polisher and it's, and it's ready to go. Right. So if a dentist wants to use the Ivotion system, they don't need to obviously have a milling machine unless they're looking for same-day dentistry. They can just send it out to a lab and get all the benefits of this material without actually getting it the same day. Yes, absolutely. And I think Johnny will touch on that a little bit later too. But um, for a dentist to do it in-house, you need a mill, you need the design software, you need the material. Um, and for me as a dentist, I found myself, sometimes we sometimes design it in-house and mill it in-house. Sometimes we send it to Johnny and he designs it and then we mill it in-house. And then I can see um, other certain situations where maybe you need to you know, reinforce a denture with a bar. And maybe that's something that I don't feel comfortable with. So then I can send it to Johnny and he can, he can do the bar and he can do the denture. So, so really at every single step of the workflow, you can choose how involved or not involved you want to be with your particular dental lab that also uses this material. Yeah, so let me ask Johnny a question regarding uh, printing. And you touched on printing, Dr. Vetter. So Johnny, when you print a 3D denture, there's a process where the denture base and the teeth need to be bonded together. So could you clarify for our audience how that differs from Ivotion regarding the bonding of the denture base and the teeth? Yeah, thank you. So um, there's two different printed denture types that you could do. Uh, we got the split file two-tone. So that would be like teeth and base printed separately. Um, obviously, if you're printing uh, Flexera or uh, on a, a Sprint Ray, you would be using uh, liquid resin and you can only print like just one color at a time. Um, so either you got the split file or you got the monolithic. So the Ivotion denture system is always gonna be monolithic. And that's what's really awesome about it. Um, as a digital designer, I always thought it was killer that I can take these uh, traditional denture materials and now add facial scans, add a digital articulator, add uh, all these digital tools that we have um, to the design and also get that perfect profile and get that perfect smile line. And it's just game changer as a digital technician to see so much more. Oh my gosh. <laughs> You're at the point in the lab and, you know, correct me if I'm wrong, Dr. Vetter, I'm talking to Johnny about this, but jump in if you, if I'm incorrect, you can actually use and merge all the digital data that you aggregate in the office. Like you're saying, the digital scan, the facial scan, the profile, the whole articulator thing digitally, where it's almost like you have the patient in your laboratory to make this denture off it. Is that right? That's, yeah. That, yeah, that's completely correct. And if you don't mind me saying, Johnny, because um, Johnny knows this, we have a lot of the different technologies that Johnny's um, um, lab uh, evolved cells, such as Maja, which is a digital articulator, a uh, Vectra um, 3D face scanner. We use an intraoral scanner. I particularly use the three shape Trios 5. And so I found myself, as I've gone through my dental journey, this digital dental journey, and being like, how much of this, how much, how many different pieces of the technology can I add to the equation, which in some ways adds a lot more, you know, IT stuff, right? You have to know how these things work. But once you have that data, 
to give it all to Johnny. And he's able to basically have this virtual patient in his lab. It's tremendous. And I've actually gotten to the point where I've been essentially having my assistants do this data gathering with these really fancy tools, with these really fancy machines, and I'm not doing it. I'm over in the other room. I'm doing a crown prep. I'm doing a filling. So as I'm doing a filling, my assistant is gathering Maja digital articulator records for Johnny to make, a, I don't know, let's say an all-on-four prosthetic in, in iVotion. So it's it's really changed the game where I don't have to be so hands-on, where back in the day, I probably would have done a faceful articulator. I, I mean, I know an assistant could do that, but there's just so many different steps to that process. It's With digital, it's easier. It's just easier. It's easier to troubleshoot. It's easier to make sure you have the correct data versus like, let's say, a traditional faceful. Let me ask you something, Dr. Vetter, about relining a denture. So dentists are traditionally used to using traditional reline materials. Tell us about the reline process when comparing it to a 3D printed denture, which we talked about, versus the iVotion denture. Yeah, and these are really great questions because these are questions that people don't think about until they jump into these newer technologies and then they realize, oh, this just threw a curveball at me. So for instance, 3D printing dentures, again, is wonderful, it's great. But the material just acts differently than traditional PMMA um, material that you see in a denture. And so a lot of these like interim 3D printed dentures that I'm doing, we reline many of them, the reline somewhat sticks. I think there's different materials out there that work better than others. Um, The particular material that I really like, and I don't even know what the name of it is, but the particular (laughs) material that I really like doesn't even stick that well. We see it actually coming off sometimes. People sometimes bring it in their hand, and and that can be kind of a little bit frustrating. Where I have relined um, an iVotion denture, it behaves exactly the same as a traditional denture. So basically, if you use iVotion, anything that you've done in the past with a traditional denture, it will be the exact same workflow. With a 3D printed denture, you're probably gonna have to change some of your workflows. Either look for new materials or try to find new ways of retaining these uh, relines. And the reline material, that's important, right? That's a very important part of dentures, um, especially especially interim dentures. So do you see companies coming out with materials that are specifically marketed and designed for relining 3D printed dentures? I, I do see that. And I don't, I don't know if I actually, I don't think I've seen a product. I'm sure there is products out there, but I haven't seen one personally that um, seems to market and stand out in that regard. But you're starting to see a lot more companies come out with these things. I know there's a 3D printing company that has come out with different stains and glazes for their 3D printed products. And I just saw another one came out with um, with uh, a bonding agent. So you can bond these, um, you know, if you 3D print, let's say an onlay or something um, that you can now bond that online in, in the mouth with like their particular bonding agent. So I see these 3D printing companies getting into these bonding materials and these resins and and probably reline materials. So I think you'll start seeing a lot more um, of different companies than what we've seen in the past. We, we're used to seeing 3M and, and GC, and I think we're going to see some other ones enter the market in the next 10 years. Feel free to chime in, Johnny, whenever you, whenever you wish. Yeah, they'll definitely, these companies will definitely be added more of like a dual link resin uh, bond um, versus the acrylic uh, polymethyl methacrylate, right? So it'll just be, it's resin, so it'll have to cure with the, with the UV light instead of a chemical cure. <laughs> right. So let me ask you this, Johnny, about the milling machine itself. So as we mentioned earlier in this podcast, you can use iVotion even if you don't have chair-side milling in the office. Um, but if you do, do you need a five-axis mill to use the iVotion system? Well, 
you can get into Ivotion anyway, even just with your lab, right? But the two mills that are really uh, milling Ivotion at the time right now is the VHF line. Um, they're, they're puck holder mills, the E5 and the um, R5, and then also the Ivoclar uh, BM7, right? Um, the BM7 is the premium lab mill, right? But for practices that might be interested, you know, you can get in at a cheaper cost. So that's what we're looking at right now. I'll jump in there if you don't mind. I, Johnny, I've seen some people Perfect. online that they've had a, yeah, like, you know, there, there's um, the VHF R5, which is a premium mill, the the PM7 from Ivoclair, that's a premium mill. And right. some people are not, they're not, re they're not ready to jump into that, but they do a lot of dentures in house. And I saw there's one dentist in particular, he bought that VHF lower cost E5 entry level yeah, cost e. mill. And, um, and I think he's been loving it. He's been milling um, Ivotion dentures in his office. So I, I could see a lot of rural dentists investing in a VHF E5 and maybe they have a Serac or maybe they have some other mill, a Glidewell, you know, kind of any other mill, but they might just be buying a VHF E5 strictly for Ivotion dentures. I could see that happening quite a bit. You mentioned the benefit in rural dentistry, and I can certainly see the benefit of milling a permanent denture in one day. The patient walks out with it. They may have traveled quite a distance to get to that office, and there, you know, there are not that many dentists in the area. So to do it in one day and not have the patient come back a second time, especially if it's 30, 40 miles away, is a huge advantage. Well, and I'll say this, I used, for many years, I used a different competitor to Ivotion. Um, I still use them from time to time, but they, they also do a digital denture. And I actually have a friend that works um, rural, and he actually works kind of through me. He sends me the files, and I work with that company and get him, a, you know, the, this digital denture. But the downside is that, it, like, the turnaround time is almost like a month. Sometimes it's a month and a half. So they're seeing such a such a long turnaround in so many different um workflows where this Ivotion workflow, especially let's just say it was with Johnny here, if you if you were synced up with them, you could get someone to denture the next day if you really wanted to. So they're they're really the you know, these workflows have just opened up new possibilities that we never had before. Yeah. So talking yeah. about workflow and I think Dr. Vetter and Johnny should answer this question. Tell us about the design process. So from the chairside yeah. clinician, Dr. Vetter, you know, who designs it in your office does somebody design it that's uh, trained very well on how to do this? Do you do it? Is that something you don't delegate or does your lab do it? Does Johnny's uh, laboratory come into play? Yeah, I'll, I'll, let, I'll let Johnny take the majority of this question. But what I'll say is in my office, which I would recommend any dentist to follow my lead and how I run, how I do my office if they're able to, which is to hire a dedicated person that becomes like a lab, laboratory technician. So for instance, I hired a, I hired, I hired a male dental assistant who is very good with technology. He really, he really loves all the machines. And so he is the one who designs um, a lot of our cases. So he, he designs, even designs Ivotion, he designs Ivotion dentures, um, we mill them and they work out pretty well. There are certain cases that we just don't feel 100% um, comfortable with the difficulty of them. So we will we'll punt those cases to Johnny where he does this stuff all day and every, all day every day and he's just so, so good at them. So that's what we're at right now is I don't design any of them. You can as a dentist, you could learn it and you can design it yourself, but I, I have my assistant design them. And for the cases that just seem a little difficult, I have Johnny design them. Right, and when you're doing that designing in-house, do you merge all that digital data that we talked about earlier into the design software, the articulator part of it, the profile, and, that's, and that helps you get that final design which fits almost perfectly on try-in? Yeah, what I'll say is this is when we're doing it, at least the, the software that we're using, um, I have 
both the major softwares, ExoCAD and 3D Shape. And the way that we do it, we're still not, like my my dental um, tech is still not well-versed in taking every single piece of data from all the technology that we have. So when we have those, so, so I guess what I'm saying is um, on these simpler cases, I don't feel like I need this fully adjustable digital articulator. But in certain cases, I do feel like I need those those things. And that's when I send all that data to Johnny. He's just better right now at the moment for us at combining yeah. all that stuff. So then I send that all to Johnny and he's the one that deals with them. So from the laboratory side, Johnny, tell us about the design process. Tell us what you're using and what you typically do as far as designing that denture. 100%, yeah. And so let me get into a little bit about the software too, because I'm, I'm a real software guy. Uh, Evolve, we're ExoCAD people. Um, Austin's uh, assistant uh, and lab tech, he uses three shape. So three shape may be a little bit more limiting. And in ExoCAD, I can do a lot of crazy things like bars. But recently, ExoCAD 3.2 had released, and it's the newest version. Um, I was pumped because a part of the addition to the 3.2 is any existing ExoCAD license can add the iVotion module for a small fee to an existing license. Beforehand, we were a little bit limited, and uh, you had to buy a specific dongle, and it was an Ivoclar iVotion dongle. And that's still awesome, right? Like, maybe you don't have uh, a dongle yet, but if you do, I think it's awesome to get uh, anyone who has an ExoCAD software already the ability to put this material to use, right? Like, it's such an amazing solution, so I would love anyone to be able to have access to this material and this solution. Like, there's so many ExoCAD existing dongles out there. All they got to do is upgrade a 3.2. Overall, how quickly can you put together a denture based on the files that are sent to you, and how quickly can you get it back to the dentist? So we have a lot of different design services or kind of things uh, people require for their specific workflow. Sometimes it needs to be like a same-day design. Sometimes it could be a standard turnaround. So our standard turnaround is like two days for a design file. You'll go with like the monolithic, monolithic try-in, right? Uh, a lot of dentists have the printer and everything in-house. So this is the typical workflow for us right now is dentist prints out the uh, monolithic try-in. We can get it to them within 30 minutes or two days. You know, you choose. And then uh, they try it in. Uh, maybe the bite is perfect. I've gotten that a lot of the time because they took really good initial records. And then they're just like, okay, now let's go to uh, Ivotion Milled. So then that separates the category of the dentist. Oh, can you guys mill it for me? Here's the shade. Um, or can uh, you send me the file so I can mill it here? So if the dentist doesn't have a 3D printer in their office, it might slow things down a bit, but you can still print it obviously at the lab and then send them the try-in denture. So uh, the laboratory here, we will print them their try-in. So it's kind of like similar to the wax try-in, but instead it's a monolithic denture. And we'll print them the try-in and send it to their office via mail, right? Uh, not everyone needs a printer, you know, but obviously it speeds up your workflow. It's however the clinician wants to uh, do their entire workflow, but any which way it's possible. So in your experience, Dr. Vetter, how much actual adjustment do you do when doing the final insertion of the milled digital denture i you know it's funny and in a lot of ways i want to say like oh none you know it's 
it's very much like Johnny said. It depends on your records. This digital stuff, it's so cool, and it's the great, it's the greatest thing ever. It's the greatest thing ever to happen in dentistry, but it still depends on your initial records. It's just like a crown, oh, yeah. a digital, a digital crown is just as good as your crown prep. Um, a digital denture is just as good as your den- dental records. Um, if you send Johnny good records, you're gonna get a good denture back, and if you don't send him good dentures or d- good uh, records, you're gonna get one that you know has overextended flanges and have maybe a malocclusion issue. Um, but in general, it works really well. And what's what I've liked about it is it's actually made the denture process predictable. Um, so before, I just felt like it was a little bit more unpredictable the old the old fashioned way. Now, like Johnny said, you get this three D printed try in. And by the way, you could also do a milled try in if you wanted. It just would cost more. Mm-hmm. Um, so that's the thing with three D printing is it lowers that those those little try in appointments to a much lower cost. But so what we do is we would we try in with our three D printed denture. Make sure it fits. We've actually let people sit with them for about a month, a month or so. <clears throat> Once they guarantee that you know they like the aesthetics and everything, then we give them their milled one. And just the way that this is kind of a funny little like side thing on 3D printing, just we process our 3D printed dentures kind of um, and try-ins just, I don't know, probably like most people do. We just put them in the curing unit and all that stuff. Well, they actually shrink a certain way. And so we actually have a, a worse fit with our trying dentures, we actually have some patients complain about the fit. And then when we give them the milled one, they comp- they, they actually are really happy that it fits better. A milling, a milling a denture is like one-to-one exactly, like it's gonna be exactly like the same as your records, but when you're you're curing a 3D printed denture, it can actually have some warping. If you remember making a custom tray in dental school and you had to put a little tin foil on the palate to make sure it didn't shrink the palate mm-hmm. too much, you know, all that stuff comes into play with 3D printing. So if we like the 3D printed try-in, there's almost a guarantee that they're going to like the milled, tri- the milled final. So with all this digital dentistry, how are the dental schools holding up? Are they still doing it the old-fashioned way? They, they are. It drives me crazy. And I actually just had a, a phone call with um, 3Shape because I'm just – I. I love Three Shape as a company, and I and I was telling, I was like, I don't know why Exocad or Three Shape, why you guys don't have more presence in these dental schools. If I was in charge of a dental school, I would say on your little line items for the you know the cost of dental school, one of them would be an either an Exocad or a Three Shape dongle. From year one, year one to year four, you're going to be making 3D, um, you're going to be uh, designing all your dentures, you're going to be designing all your crowns. I mean, can you imagine graduating dental school if you had this dongle of this software and that's all you <laughs> use to get through dental school? You you would you would get into private practice and you'd almost feel like I have to make my own dentures. I have to make right. my own crowns because it's so easy. Then then you could either choose to make them or you could choose to send to a lab or send the designs to a lab. So many options. But yeah, right now dental school's still in the past and it, it's too bad, but I also get it too. It's good. It's still good to have those fundamentals. One thing I'll say too is Johnny, I know Johnny agrees with this as well, but Anyone can reach out to us. Just try to find us on social media. We're both on Instagram. We're both on Facebook. Um, we both answer yeah. questions and stuff like that. So there's always so many questions that people have of this. They want to know where to get started. Feel free to reach out to both of us. We'd be happy to help. And, and me, for most likely, I'll probably push you guys to Evolve Dental, Dental just because they are the people that sell this stuff. They train this stuff. I'm not a trainer. I'm not a seller. Yeah, what's, a the, what's the so, contact information? I think Instagram would be best for me. So it's just Instagram.com slash Austin Vetter, A-U-S-T-I-N-V-E-T-T-E-R. Okay, it's Austin Vetter, uh, V-E-T-T-E-R. And for you, Johnny? My tag is uh, Johnny Exocad. J-O-N-N-Y, uh, no H. Right, Johnny, Johnny Exocad. Okay, very good. Yeah. All right, well, listen, guys, enjoy. Thanks so much, and we'll see you on a future podcast soon. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. If you're enjoying this podcast, please leave a review or follow us on your favorite podcast platform. It's a great way to support our program and spread the word to others. Thanks so much for listening. See you in the next episode.